Welcome back to the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule. And if you're loving Series 2, please do share it on your social media stories. Come follow us at The Reset Rebel on Instagram or drop us a quick review on iTunes. Every little helps to get this podcast back on track after a short break since the start of this year. And if you wish to write to us personally, please do pop me a mail to just the good news please at gmail.com now on with the show and tonight as you can hear with the very last of the cicadas of 2021 chirping away merrily in the background under a beautiful midnight blue sky in the campo close to san lorenzo i'm perched mezcal in hand among the crowds of the very last ibiza world unplugged this year on the island which feels like an immense privilege after the last few years to be back in the throng, right in the thick of it. Because it's a place I've dearly missed, and I'm quite sure that you have too. But one man who's kind of skirted around the parameters of the rules and the restrictions and tried to give us what we want a few times this year is Mr. Justin Manville, the creator of this event with his beautiful wife, Chloe. And the pair of them are hosting this auspicious occasion to draw a little line under what's been a rather bizarre couple of years by wheeling out a fine array of musical talent for tonight and our listening pleasure on this episode and also for the audience gathered here eagerly awaiting what's in store as you can probably hear um so we start this show with one half of the curator team on a trampoline as you do where i'm just about to go and find him in his back garden don't go away So I'm here with uh, Master of Ceremonies, Mr. Justin Manville. Good evening. Hi again. How are you? Good evening. Hi again. Yeah, it does kind of feel like we've uh, been here a few times before, but never on a trampoline, Justin. Never, never. This is the first time we've been on a a trampoline doing interviewee things, podcasty things. But it's, it's good, isn't it? It feels very uh, abundant and bouncy, actually. <laughs> Feeling quite unbalanced. Yeah, that's that's how we all feel a bit at the moment, isn't it? A little bit jiggly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, we're we're going in the middle of a uh, you know pandemic, aren't we? It, I mean, and everybody has to go on about it. And we're not going to go on about it, but it, <laughs> it has been a bit jiggly and a bit wobbly, and <laughs> I think in, in more ways than one, physically as well. For some people, it went a bit jiggly and wobbly, but you know they're coming out of it now. I think they might be, and um, I think they're going to get jiggled and wobbled to death this evening. Well, I hope so. Anyway, it's looking that way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, this place is special. It's a special piece of land. There's just nobody around for for miles, really. I mean, I, I think the neighbour there is uh, one of the Led Zeppelin guys, and then we've got another one, another uh, what's the other big Pink Floyder down there. So yeah. Are they coming this evening? No, not this. Well, we had one of them, didn't we? We had Nick Mason uh, about two months ago. He he attended one of the shows, which was amazing. I didn't actually know he had a massive car collection. It's, he actually has a, some serious stuff. And one of his Ferraris, vintage Ferraris, he uh, he bought it for 30000 I think, or £60,000 back in the 70s. It might have even been less. And now it's one of the most expensive cars in the world. And it's valued at nearly 100, 100 million. And he used that car to finance their last album. So they actually, uh, he owned it, and then he got he, he, essentially a second mortgage, but on his on his car, and paid for the album. So yeah, that's quite quite unbelievable, actually. But I guess it wasn't worth a hundred million by the time it had uh, driven down your country lane no, a few no, no, times. No, I, well, I don't know. I don't know if if it's, if he's got it here or it's around here. You'd have to really kind of look after that thing. I, I, I imagine it's like a serious uh, a serious asset for for somebody. But he has a genuine love of cars, like me. Um, I'm, I'm kind of almost carless here at the moment because we started to kind of uh, move ourselves back to more in the northern hemisphere uh, and uh, yeah so I'm, I'm on my old vintage Kawasaki 77 um, but that's that's about it that's my truck at the moment the now we've got family, your... all four of them <laughs> like we're in Vietnam you know <laughs> going down the streets but yeah no. I mean it, it's uh, it's a weird old life isn't it it's just a weird one but yeah, we've got amazing people around, and my family's here. Is one of them right now? The the the, the first, the firstborn. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> we 
We've never had you on the podcast before. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Scythe and I'm nine years old. <laughs> What's your star sign? Uh, Libra. Very important in Ibiza to get your star sign into the introduction. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, we're in for a, a smorgasbord of uh, music this evening, Justin. Talk us, talk us through it, apart from the fact that Nick's not popping around, which is a bit of a shame. It is a shame, but, you know, we, we don't, we're not going to miss him. You know, we've got some amazing young talent here. Um, some One has played before, but the rest of them, they're, they're all new newcomers. There's a big music scene in London uh, where they play a lot of unplugged music, and it's called Spirit uh, Bar. Uh, I didn't actually know about this until recently, but it was a similar equivalent to Bruxelles in Dublin, where you just have uh, up-and-coming musicians going uh, to this bar to just literally play and play and play, and, and, and they offer this platform as a bar, uh, but slightly more focused bar for music, uh, where, you, where these guys can just simply play every week. Uh, and uh, that's the equivalent in London anyway. So, they're, But they're really special performers and young, you know, kind of, I think the oldest one we have here is... Daisy, she won't th- thank me for saying that, but she's 27. Um, but yeah, one of them's 23, and and they're just very accomplished writers uh, and perf- and performers. You know, the guitaring, uh, the, the technique, everything about it is is top top class, and 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 really kind of engaging engaging performers give a lot of energy. They give give a lot of soul. So yeah, I mean, we flew them in for for that reason, and uh, and they, and they're always just so nice because we because. Because of the way we do it, we, we kind of make so much effort and so much love in each one of these shows. They feel it and um, they bring their A game, I think, with a bit of love, with a lot of love. Yeah. And a little bit of mezcal. A lot of mezcal. More than, <laughs> more than you should. I w- well, what have I got? Oh, yeah. It's just toothpaste. Thanks for that, though, because I, I really dislike that. I, d- I actually didn't want to mention it, Saive, so I'm glad you <laughs> glad you went in there. It's horrible. I do need to have a drink of water. This is unplugged. This is fully unplugged. Yeah. Really is a world unplugged headquarters. We, we, we kind of decided the other day, it was kind of hit us in the back of the head. It was like, what are we doing? You know, this, this is it. This is where we should just station ourselves when we do these shows. Um, and, and that's it. So it's, it's a different version of, of what we do each time. So we spice it up a little bit, change the area down in the field or in the house or even on the roof. It's quite a fun roof up there. Uh, so we, we, we just said, yeah, we'll just get the musicians in and this is it. So And then, you know, things have changed again because we're going to spend a bit of time out of here. But we are keeping it. And uh, I think it's a great place. For, for, for the time being, yeah. And I think it's a great place to, to, to perform inside because we've got a lovely acoustics uh, in there. It's just really, really amazing. Without any PA whatsoever, you hear you can hear literally them, them flick, flick uh, their nail, you know, and or tap their foot. It's, it's all the good stuff, all the stuff I love anyway. And I think any, any performer loves it too. Any, any musician who is really passionate about doing this of course we've got a, a very new family uh, member and addition in uh, tonight's proceedings which is of course your beautiful Rowan. new <laughs> new daughter they're, they're a funny pair these two wow I mean talk about love not hate I don't like to use the word hate but love and not so much love it's quite funny even for like such a young baby she's just like I should have been the only one you know so, sometimes it depends it, it she comes. hits me in the face and smacks me and scratches yeah. my face and pulls my hair yeah but she doesn't know what she's doing well she kind of does yeah, know what she's doing she's actually she's quite smart <laughs> she she knows and she just looks at you and then suddenly she's got kung fu kung fu speed as well she's like bruce lee isn't she when she wants to get you yeah <laughs> so i mean they're funny they're funny funny too these anyway so she she's she's going to be in the back room while we're performing how do you how do you think the the baby is that uh, transformed well done plugged if at all um just added to the family really again i know even after she's eight months old she just loves music and and uh it's not it's not just it's it's a it's a, a deep kind of ancestral thing music it's not it's not just music uh, and when you sing while they're still inside the the, the you know the mum and and when you kind of uh, tap on things and, and do percussive things just just naturally around the house or, or, or pick up a guitar or whatever it is they kind of pick it pick it up obviously uh, and it's familiar to them so the next when they're out in in this world they suddenly uh, really alert when when you play an instrument they can really focus them they just kind of pick pick up their head and, and kind of look over and then they're captivated and I think it doesn't matter if you're eight months old or 80 years old or whatever it, 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 this kind of setting does that to people in general you know the human beings of, of this world they love that kind of connection 
it's it's an amazing thing to just be able to pick up an instrument and go for it and with nothing else you know and even even better sometimes without uh, without an instrument you know they're just just a cappella and and tonight i'm going to be doing a bit of spoken word if my if my voice holds up and uh, you need some more mezcal mm, i used to I need to uh, lubricate. And also, he's a poet and he doesn't know it. Yeah. That's what I heard. I heard, but I do know it sometimes. I don't want to know it. You never want to know that you're something, do you? You just want to do it. Other people have got to say that. Would you be, uh, with some lubrication, perhaps willing to uh, partake in a small yeah, a small performance yeah, for us? I do one. I mean, it's quite a relevant poem, this, so uh, to, to what we've been through. So let me just... Compose yourself with the sitar warming up in the background, some percussive accoutrement. You know, I don't want to, like, go too loud. Okay, it's called Glass That Snaps Like a Tablet. Glass that snaps like a tablet breaks into fragments. Reflections on ice drop from a great height. God works in delirious ways, reflecting us, the human race, now now fragmented, frayed, afraid. The blatancy of orders, orders which must be obeyed. Thrust back in time, a bioweapon, a crime of the highest order, breaking through borders, airborne slaughters by those we trusted, but power lusted. Needles thrusted through Aquarius against the grain, trying to contain a collective feeling of love, of life, as it could be, should be. Nature won't forsake you for what you do, it will wipe you away like a hand wipe swept from your brow, yes that's now, when you will bow to the crowd, shackled in the gallows, for we wish not to live in the shallows, but bask in the glory of life, to thrive, not just to stay alive in the confinements of your closed minds, governed by organised crimes. Now is uh, our time. Blimey. That was that was deep. That was good. I loved it. That was uh, I love the hand wipe line. <laughs> Had to get that uh, crowbar in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, it just they just come these these kind of what are they rantings, poems, a mixture of kind of rap and, <laughs> and poetry. There's no rules to to the way I write. I you know people say oh, you have to do this rhyming couplets and blah 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 and. This paragraph here and da da da, but I, I don't. I just, I just, I, I, I was so in love with hip hop growing up. I was so, in, I'm, and I'm, I wish I could do it, but I'm just too white, you know. And I don't want to be offensive to anybody in that way because, but I am. I, I always say I'm a black man, but I happen to have white skin. Yeah, I say, Dad, you're not a black man. Yeah, but I do go around saying that. I know, and you're a weirdo when you say that. Well, it doesn't matter. Who cares? You know, we, we, we don't know what colour we are. So I, I, I just um, I just write and I go for it. And Jurassic Five was one of my favourite bands ever. I mean, just the stuff they write was amazing. You know, uh, what 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 did he? What was one of their really amazing lines that I loved? Fuck the First Amendment. My my soul was free the day my soul descended. I just like I like that kind of stuff. And and uh, yeah. So so I'm, I must have been influenced by by just listening so much to that and yeah yeah I know you do. I'm sensing a, a slight sense of rebellion in there, Justin. <laughs> well, you know, it, in a way, just with that statement, why do you need a First Amendment for freedom of speech? I mean, it is it is uh, it is your right to speak and express yourself from birth, from your soul, from whatever it is. You don't need to state that. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean. I don't really uh, practice any really strong political uh, movements. I just uh, like to do it with, with, with uh, words and, and energy and, and, you know. I think it has a lot of force when you do things gently. I think it's interesting because like, the episode that we launched the podcast series, series two of The Reset Rebel, was Crazy P, and I was chatting to them last night, and then they got quite political on their last album, The Year of an Ego, and I was kind of like, you know, do you think musicians have a slight responsibility at some point to kind of, you know, voice what other people are thinking right now? Because it has been a bit of a, a shocker in recent years. Yeah, for sure, because they didn't really say anything, did they, as it was going along? The people that were very, very established in their business and the, the people who were listened to and influence, uh, you know, the masses uh, kind of stayed in the background, not saying much for quite a number of months, you know. Uh, and still now, because... The, the way they build careers these days it's not so rock and roll as it was you know it's not Johnny Lydon coming on just acting like a lunatic it, they actually have to uh, be a bit politically correct and not a bit but completely and they have to you know do say and do the right things and 
Uh, I think it was a very dangerous, fragile territory for a lot of established people in show business who love their lives because, let's face it, uh, if, you, if you're getting paid a lot of money for doing what you love, uh, it doesn't really get much better than that. So they, they're very protective. Uh, uh, people are very protective of, of, of what they build and, and, and their reputation and how they're represented uh, on, on the stage. So it's, it is the right way to do it through art and it is the right way to do it through songs and, 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 and from, through words, good words and in a good order uh, and I think that's that's it so staying quiet it's probably the best thing to do and then hit it hit them with with the music it's going to go in you know at some point they're going to listen people are going to really listen to those lyrics and uh, make up their own choice it doesn't have to be rammed down your, anybody's throat we all know what what the kind of basic uh, I don't even say right and wrong because I don't even believe there's right and wrong I just we all know what the basic kind of balance should look like you know if it tips over one side, we know that uh, it feels like it's off off center. Dad, <laughs> can I tell a joke? I, I, what do you call two robbers? A pair of knickers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Sam. I mean, it was getting very serious. You, I should have you for the intermissions. You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you. We'll thank you later. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's your daughter. That's uh, very obvious. You and Chloe have created such majestic uh, interludes. And mischief. That's my second name. <laughs> Who are we hearing in the in the background on the sitar? What's going on there? That's uh, that's Saigo. And, and uh, also his little boy called what is Anan. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, he's a little boy. I think he's twelve years old, and he plays Anan. with him. Eleven, sorry. And he plays. Action. He plays really plays with him. Um, uh, Seriously, you know, it's all it's all there. So they they uh, they they they've come to do this kind of fire fire ceremony, and there'll be a bit of tabla, um, sitar. His son will play with him, and um, sounds weird, that doesn't it? <laughs> His son will perform with him, and uh, that's it. So they'll be over by the fire, and then I think I might jump in and do one of those poems with the sitar. And yeah, I'm just gonna stop you there. Bye. Okay, darling. Thank you. Mic drop. So you're going to jump in and do a, a poem around the uh, the fire while uh, uh, someone's performing? One or two. Just for that kind of sitar background, they're going to just turn it right down to a, a low kind of uh, murmur in the background and then I'll, I'll jump in and do a bit of kind of, you know, whatever it is that I do. I'll probably sing a few couple of songs later as well. I love performing in that room. It just really carries your voice. Uh, it's amazing. So we'll see how the night goes on. I'll see what the energy is like, whether people are really picking up on it and whether there's people getting a little bit slumped because uh, we do like to do those short performances, keep the energy high. This is Julian. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a dodgy second name. It's, it's Lavender. It's Lavender, actually. Lavender. Lavender. Oh, Lavender, that's worse. One of the poshest uh, boys we've, we've had. <laughs> <laughs> to who I am and the music's gone. Miss the last train. Bill is paid and the bouncer and hope. You still want to stay. I know I'm not the only one. You're feeling it too. Tides getting closer when you dance with the moon. And how could I fall tonight? Was dancing in the shadow and drag me under the street light and ask me not to battle. the blue. 
close to your heart like blood in your veins. Your boots on the road that she's walking on. Hear what she says. And how could I fall tonight? I was dancing in the shadow. Drag me under the street like and ask me not to battle. Well, hello, I'm Daisy Tempest. I am a guitar maker and I suppose a little bit of a musician because I'm playing a set tonight. So, yeah, that's me. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You sound um, slightly unsure about this. Uh, I'm a guitar maker business, but I guess you've just got past your uh, amazing apprenticeship. And that's kind of the last time we met in Broughton Hall. And, you know, that's just a kind of amazing achievement. You're going to be playing one of your own guitars this evening. First of all, thank you. That's kind words. Um, Yes, th tonight I'll be playing one of my guitars, which is very exciting. It's the first one I ever made, so of course it's not perfect, but um, it's really interesting that I've had it around since it's been finished to see what's happening with it. Like Instruments tend to open up the longer you have them, and I really, really enjoy getting to know the guitar, but it is going off to its new home next week, so yeah, it's it's an emotional emotional time saying goodbye to it but I'm really excited this is a really nice way to commemorate saying goodbye and all of that so yeah how you know how long does it take you to make a little baby like that that you're clearly quite sad to be parting with <laughs> well this this one took a long time just because it was my first one but it was made with my mental Rosie so I was I was working for her uh, during the week so I made I built this guitar kind of on evenings and weekends um and then Rosie kindly helped me out in the last part kind of doing it every day because I was just got to the stage where I was just desperate to finish it and I was moving out and she very kindly gave her time to help me finish it so that one took you know about three months in the evenings and weekends and then uh four months probably sorry um but normally you know nine to five job probably takes about three months to make one yeah I'd say to the to the standards that we build the guitars to it, it does take time mm. yeah may I ask where your first little baby is going to it's going to a really good friend of mine um he his name is Charlie he did all of the graphic design for my company and the website and he absolutely smashed it so anyway we we agreed a, a trade where he got my first guitar we used to play together at school like I met him at school we used to, you know, jam and did concerts together and that kind of thing. But yeah, I really needed an instrument that kind of, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want somebody to buy it because A, I don't think anyone's first guitar is worth, you know, the amount in terms of quality that, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth guitars are worth, like if you're charging a certain price point. So I was like, I know there are going to be flaws in this. It's my first one. So the situation with Charlie was perfect. Like I could make mistakes and fix them and he would give me the time to do that. And then at the end, he'd be getting a really great instrument and I would be able to go visit it, you know. So that's kind of why why I'm giving it to uh, him in exchange for, yeah, all the hard work he did. So, yeah, that's where it's going. So it's not going to go far. I can find it again. I like a bit of a yeah swap shop it's kind of like a really lovely idea and it does actually sound like you might be a bit of a perfectionist I have my moments yeah that's for sure I think you have to be but I have learned to be I think um because I think it comes with self-confidence I think I've grown a lot in self-worth and self-confidence since I've in the last however long and um it does improve the quality of your work weirdly it translates into that yeah. How did you come to the conclusion that you wanted to be a guitar maker? I mean, when people sort of asked me one, what I wanted to be when I grew up, that was not something on my uh, my list of to-dos. I'm quite intrigued about how this kind of manifested. It wasn't on my to-do list either. Um, 
I just one day I woke up at university and I was doing an English degree in English masters and I realized where it was heading was publishing or that kind of thing but I didn't want to be doing that and I realized that I just followed I think through lack of self-confidence I kind of just followed the next easiest thing which was going to university for me um which I'm very privileged to that that was the easy option but I just woke up one day and was like I need to be doing something creative because I just I, I felt myself craving making things with my hands a lot like I made dresses for a while at university uh you know any excuse to get creative like pumpkin carving you know I'd be straight on it and I'd love it and I get obsessed with it and so I kind of just put the two together and, and I love music and I love I love um oh, there's a drum in the background it's quite atmospheric I quite like that um yeah no I wanted to work with music but I, I didn't have the drive or the talent particularly to be a musician and with you know with any kind of certainty which is just brutally honest <laughs> it's everyone is so talented nowadays so I kind of was like why don't I create instruments for amazing people to play and that's why I kind of and then I just threw myself at it so no pressure there Charlie if you're listening <laughs> oh I just think yeah I just think it's amazing and I think you know there's nothing that gets you more into your body and into the presence of being than making something with your hands and yeah I think you know how old are you now I mean to have achieved the goal of making your first ever guitar that's that's pretty cool at how old how old do you think I'm, I'm gonna go for 24 oh no I I'm 26 um nearly 27 so it's about right really people, but people do think I'm a child sometimes <laughs> I de- <laughs> definitely didn't think that cheers by the way cheers it's so nice to see you again and what are you going to be singing for us uh, this evening so tonight Michael I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to be singing a song the first ever song that I wrote um which obviously is means a lot to me I, I remember I was like 16 and I sacked off a lesson skived off because I just had this song coming out of me and I couldn't stop so I, I called my music tech teacher um, and was like, I don't think I'm going to make the lesson today because it was like an extra period anyway, so it's fine. So I wrote that then. And then the next song I'm going to play, I wrote in the middle of my songwriting. And the last song I wrote, I wrote last week. <laughs> so it's like it's like a trifecta of um, progress, hopefully progress, but maybe regression. We'll see. <laughs> I very much doubt that, Daisy. You're de- definitely very understated as a young lady. I'm loving your your humbleness. But I think I have seen you already at Broughton Hall um, singing for us. And it was a very beautiful experience there, specifically in that incredible um, scenario that in that, you know, very old stately home. But I think, you know, to be in Ibiza, I mean, when was the last time you were here? I've never been to Ibiza. It's, it's not exactly my scene, but uh, this has changed my mind. I absolutely love it here. It's very beautiful. I mean, this is, you know, you think Ibiza and you think party, 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 but this is kind of more civilised, <laughs> you know. With the shamanic drumming in the background. Is that what did it? Shamanic drumming in the background with the uh, with the, light, the kind of mood lighting. I mean, it's all good. It's all very good. I mean, Justin was never going to take you to DC 10 or anything, you know, or anywhere uh, too, too wild and debaucherous, although you never know what might unfold later. The night is young. That's what I will say. And uh, I'm ripe for the taking if there's an adventure to be had. Oh, good Lord. That was, uh, <laughs> that was, quite that was a good way to begin. <laughs> <laughs> I think there'll be uh, yeah, a lot of excitement listening to that podcast this evening. I mean, you know, I'm just intrigued before we finish, like what, you know, your perception of Ibiza was before you came and what you've seen that's perhaps maybe changed your mind apart from Justin's gorgeous house. Oh, well, so yeah, as I say, I I kind of thought of, <laughs> Ibiza brings to mind kind of the lads and the boys and like dance music, but you know it hasn't been that experience apart from on the plane on the way here where there were lads. <laughs> since I've arrived, it's been nothing but peace and serenity and all of these good things that holidays should have. Uh, even though it's not strictly a holiday, I feel very rested and very peaceful. So that's that's what I'll say. It's it's ended up being the opposite of what I thought it would be. So not that we didn't have fun last night because we did. Um, but <laughs> what did you get yeah, up to? We just went out for dinner and got back rather late. But um, yeah, 
Nice. I think, yeah, well, that's exactly what the, the previous band on the previous episode said uh, when I interviewed them at the Word of Mouth Cafe. They just have been going on hikes and exploring mm. kind of north of the island and it was very different to how they remember it. So it was quite quite nice to hear you say that as well. Yeah, we. Um, I say we. I stayed back and practiced my set, but the, the other guys, they went on a hike today and then I met them at the beach and we kind of went swimming and hung out. Again, they went swimming, I did not go swimming, but uh, yeah, it was it was very beautiful. It was amazing. Very brave in October. And finally, you're doing a little duet, collaboration, something along those lines this evening? Oh yeah, so Anne, oh my god. Anne I've been wanting to meet for like three years and um, it never really happened just because life happened. And then I saw that she was on the on the rotor for tonight and it was like a oh my god moment because it's completely random that Justin knows and but she was recommended to Justin to play tonight by somebody else who's playing tonight so it was just the stars aligned and um I just think Anne's the most amazing musician and I get to sing a song with her later we're gonna sing a song which is amazing (laughs) it's called false hope (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's nice that's better Cannon, which is surprisingly my name. <laughs> um, I'm 22 years old. I'm from Wiltshire in England, but I live in London for the past few years. Uh, and I'm a singer-songwriter, and I write predominantly singer-songwriter songs. It felt like there was just like some really disgustingly raw talent in the room this evening, which I didn't really expect. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> it was a little bit like wow. I was just like properly blown away. So me, Seb and Julian, I guess we're kind of seasoned performers. So we um, gigged a lot around London, uh, I think hundreds of gigs at the moment. Um, So it's kind of become second nature in a way. Uh, And it becomes a balancing act of, um, you know, of course it's work. This is how we make our living. But also music is so inherently about the soul and connecting to that. There's also work in connecting to the soul, which you have to do, I think, behind the scenes and a bad gig for me would be a disconnected gig uh, which sometimes you have to do because you're human and you can't be connected all the time um, but but they've we've become kind of well I guess well trained in, in you know when we have to kind of put on the show we put on the show and when we ha- when we can actually sit back into the music and enjoy it ourselves that's another thing uh, and it's a balancing act between the two I think I think I just didn't expect such passion to shine through and I think that room is obviously very 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 perfect for acoustic music and I've not actually been to a world unplugged at Justin's in Justin's lounge essentially (laughs) and with that artwork on the wall and just like the intimacy of being so up close and personal it was like yeah it was just like really really incredible yeah they've created an incredible night because I think and he I think him and Chloe have a real vision for what they want this energy in the room to be and what they want people to take away from it and how they want people to feel. And they've chosen acts and like like they had the fire at the beginning, we all start outside, he walks around the campfire, he recites poetry, then we have the shamanic drumming. It's it's very getting us, again, connecting to the soul and and, and inviting us all in. And it's it's quite incredible they pulled that off because it's hard to create that, I guess. Usually it's very organic and so they've managed to organically create it. It's amazing. I think the thing that blew me away as well was just sitting there thinking like we've all got these like kind of COVID brains we're all a bit blurred and fogged and you know been kind of incarcerated essentially for uh, what seems like forever and 
the ability for not just uh, Justin to remember his poems, but for you guys to just remember all the lyrics. It feels like, how does anyone do that anymore? It's like, I don't know, but my brain feels like mush lately. I know how you feel, yeah. It's, it's weird, though, because I thought I'd forget all my songs. Uh, of course, I play them in my spare time, but, you know, before COVID, I was playing them two, three times a week at gigs, but then COVID happened and I wasn't doing it that rate anymore. But actually, it was it was such a nice break away from them. So these songs that were... They're now four years old when they were two years old before lockdown. But actually coming back to them was like coming home again. Um, and actually the lyrics flowed really nice. It was surprising, basically, because they flowed nicely. And now you had new life experience to put on them and to put more meaning into them. So it was, it was a blessing and a curse, I guess, the way to put it. Um, tell us a little bit about that poignant song I think you began your set with about you know your mum being from China and like strangers meeting in the rain I feel like that was I don't know quite a captivating moment of the whole the whole evening Mm -hmm. well I think I read somewhere about strangers representing the they represent a lot of things um they have a lot of there's a lot of meaning but mainly for me strangers are about uh they're the ultimate projection of our unconscious um desires our unconscious uh bad and good so you know a stranger could be anyone and often when we meet strangers or we meet for the first time we make loads of presumptions presumptions about somebody um and of course because of brexit which was happening for us back in the uk pretty big deal and it was really shook up the whole country and uh my mom's own opinion on that is is hers and it's very private and it's i respect that um and but i took my own idea from a story she told me um about getting lost when she in an English town when she first moved over here, um, and it just got me thinking about foreigners, strangers, uh, and the shadow, and not just that, but the shadow realms of ourselves. And um, and the rain is, of course, a cleansing. You know, it's to do with a rebirth, regeneration, and, and, and strangers bring about change and they bring about new things as well. So there's good in there. And it seems my fires got crossed the west. But it was quite... I, I knew I wanted to write something political. That was my main thing. Uh, I really wanted to write something like a Billy Bragg always did political stuff. Bob Dylan and Joan Byers, all amazing political people. Um, but, so yeah. <laughs> and the image, the whole base of the song was just about a short story my mum told me and then I flew away with the rest. So I think that was beautiful and I don't know for somehow... Maybe this is my own personal dream world. I was like when you mentioned that your mum was from China and obviously, you know, there's been a lot of, um, I don't know, I think like opinion about what's been going on and where this all came from in the first place. So for somehow, for me, that's the vision I had in my mind when you started to talk about strangers meeting in the rain and I think people's perception of like how all this began and there was like a lot of like almost like racism involved in that. And I felt, I felt that's when the tears started to come for me because it feels, yeah, like it's been such an emotional period and a lot of judgment and a lot of like weird segregation and separation and somehow it felt like tonight for you to be there singing about that just felt like for me that's what I was kind of thinking about. Yeah, well there's a lot of disillusionment, disillusionment. Um, It's a great word. I was like, woof. A lot of that and a lot of... um, tribalism you know it's it's and things are being very polarized right now so you have very extreme people kind of in echo chambers both sides all sides um and again even saying both sides perpetuates the problem because there aren't there shouldn't be two sides it's such a complex complicated problem um and i think it was for me as well in the song it's and i always felt it was a policeman that she bumped into in the song and um, he's basically saying, who is this foreigner? Why are you walking in the rain looking sad? And, and, and she's saying, I came here for a better life. And, you know, the freedom that they promised and all the things that the West says that they do really well, they're suddenly taking that away in a way and, and or rebranding it, I guess. Um, and 
the pain of that. You know, you're you're an immigrant. You come to a different country, but yet your your heart is breaking for this country as if it was your own country. So how does that? That's such a complex feeling. How do you even begin to understand that as this you know English copper who's grown up in English life? And he's a very pleasant man in the song or woman, um, and he's or she is a very calming entity um, so there's no hostility between the two of them and I think that was important because two strangers foreigners a lot of hostility a lot of the time so um, I wanted it to be two positive elements in a very heartbreaking place and I didn't want it to be I wanted it to be political but also uh, not necessarily political actually just very much about emotion because there is no right or wrong there is no we don't know if Brexit was bad or good For ultimately in the thousands of years that the earth exists <laughs> <laughs> in that context um, but the feelings are very true on both sides and I just wanted to cap- capture one very specific feeling <laughs> I think I might have missed something in, in the introduction and I just felt the connotations of that were just uh, for me about COVID somehow I don't know why I was visualising Wuhan and the way people have been perceiving this segregation of society and I don't know why it just really touched me so it was like wonderful but I guess what I was saying earlier about you know two years have passed a new meaning is brought to that song was written five years ago but because of you're right because of COVID because of China's been in the news a lot in the UK and the world recently because of COVID things and so it's that's amazing I I never I didn't a few people have mentioned it but I've just realized that of course that would now have a perception on when I say China and when we talk about foreigners and things like that so yeah adding a new layer of meaning <laughs> it's just maybe me not paying attention at the beginning but I was just like sitting there going oh my god this is just so like, just that's so wonderful. poignant that's and wonderful. made me feel quite tearful so anyway it really touched me and um your voice is insane it was like really really gorgeous to hear you sing and um where did you where did you kind of like felt like you had a very beautiful connection with Daisy as well with that sort of duet at the end yeah well me and Daisy um met properly yesterday but uh we've really connected I know it's crazy but we were gonna before we came synchronicity really we were gonna work with each other she was gonna she wanted to shoot me in one of her videos for her guitars uh doing Stranger in the Rain and it it fell through because she was ill and then she was like hang on are you going to Ibiza and I was like you're you go to Ibiza too. We'll do it there. So we shot it around the corner here, um, and and we've really in Justin's garden. It was insane. It was like, what is happening? Like we didn't realize what. Who would have thought? You know, um, she's a wonderful woman, incredible woman, and I'm really excited to see. You know, I, I mean, hello Daisy, if you're listening, but I'm excited to see where our friendship will go. Um, and yeah, it was really wonderful to sing with her. I think that song meant a lot to both of us uh, in different ways. And I think both of our, when I watched her perform, uh, I got quite emotional with her songs and it really moved me in, in uh, quite a rare way, I guess. I don't feel that a lot with people and that was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was such a well-planned out kind of... Uh, I don't know, just kind of like the lineup was like perfectly strategized in some yeah. strange, bizarre way. It was very, very... They did that. They haven't met any of us apart from Daisy before, so I don't... That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. But um, yeah, thank you so, so much. I really, really had the best time, obviously not actually doing anything and just sitting there spectating. <laughs> and you guys brought all the magic, but it was it was magical. And um, yeah, it's been really lovely to talk to you as well. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's been so lovely to talk to you too. And it wouldn't be, yeah, the audience is, is more than half of it. So I'm not drunk enough for this.
Sebastian Schub. Um, I'm a musician from London. I was born in Germany, hence the name. Um, and now I'm in Ibiza. I'm doing a gig, and it's very surreal. <laughs> what, you know, how did this even come about? Um, they just messaged me on Instagram, I think. They've, we've got mutual friends. I live in Dublin at the moment. Um, and we've got mutual friends at this place called Zodiac Sessions. I think they saw me play there, or I saw a video of me play there. And then they messaged me, like, you want to come to Ibiza and do a gig? I was like, yes, I do. Thank you. That sounds great. Um, yeah, they seemed legit because we're mutual friends. So I was like, yeah, why not? Nice. I mean, there's worse places to come and play a gig, let's be honest. Yeah, there are definitely worse places. We went for a swim earlier. That was lovely. Whereabouts? I don't know. It's just a beach outside the house. <laughs> was it cold? Uh, no, it was all right, actually. No jellyfish. So that was lucky. You are looking quite refreshed and uh, sprightly. Am I? Thank you. Um, I try, I guess. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> what are you going to be singing for us this evening? Because it felt like you kind of like impromptuly picked up with this um, wonderful man that you were playing with earlier. Oh yeah, Julia. Oh sorry. <coughs> <laughs> That'd be the crisps. Uh, crisps, yeah. And uh, no, Julia. Oh, Julia's an old friend, so we've been writing together for a few years now. Um, I guess we we're just working on something. I don't know. Um, I don't know what I'm playing. I haven't decided yet. Um, I'll just. I'll. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I guess I'll play a song called Paradise. I released like a while ago and then maybe two other songs we'll see I don't know is it a bit like that moment when the waiter comes up to you and asks you what you want but you haven't really kind of decided yet you just like literally snap your fingers and that's it yeah but with this one it'll be sometimes it turns if I, you know, if I do a festival if I do an actual sort of gig I'll come in with a solid set list but it, this seems to be quite sort of relaxed um, and I don't quite know what the vibe's going to be I don't know what people are going to be like so I'll just decide, sort of, depending on what the room's like. Um, and I'm only going to play like three, four songs, so I've got, you know, I, I, it's not like I'm spare. Scars, spars, scars. Is the word scars? Scars, songs, scars, where you have not enough, you don't have enough something. It's not, there's no scarcity of songs. Scarcity, there's no scarcity of songs, that's the one. Through all my cards in the river. Oh, so I thought, but I didn't. Turns out I still shiver. They say your name. And I made a fool of myself And like somebody You know you were right I didn't know you so well Say what you will I can't help How I feel I, I was liking Scars though I was uh, Not to be confused with the Scarf or Yeah, exactly <laughs> But you've um, obviously lived Kind of like, yeah In scattered places recently So your accent is it's kind of here, there, and everywhere, which is quite unique. Is it? Is it? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in Germany, went to boarding school in England, it's like posh accent there. Then my best mate was from Yorkshire, and I spent a lot of time living in Ireland. In Ireland. Um, no, um, I guess, yeah, my accent's a bit messed up, but I don't know. It's just the way it is now. Can't fix it. It's too late. Are you going to be doing any uh, spoken word pieces tonight or just performing words? No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> um, I'll be, I, I can't, I feel uncomfortable singing without having a guitar, so I'll, I'll, I'll stick with uh, this, this, yeah, no spoken word from me. Spirit I crave, but now before the I need, 
was a severe We did not come prepared Morning broken wheel I suppose to say Say what you do I can't help How I feel think you could give us a little song perhaps i can give you a song i was thinking about what oh, i'll sing oh yeah this song's coming out i'm not playing this tonight and it's coming out in the new year or maybe i should play it tonight if it's coming out in the new year i'll play the chorus because it's obviously quite a long song you know i got pressures on ah cool standard Diving down the teeth and it's four in the morning. I'm drunk and I'm calling. They pull me out, I'd take a deep breath. I say that I'm sorry, but then they don't have to worry. That's the that's the little tease, the little leak you're gonna get. Um, coming out in January, yay! <laughs> Sounds like there's a naughty story behind that. No, it's actually a really sad song. Um, really sad song. Um, yeah, it's not naughty. Does it sound naughty? I've been diving down the deep end. It's four in the morning. I'm drunk and I'm calling. I'm drunk and I'm calling. A booty calling? Well, it's just the sort of thing when you're like, I remember you're like you're in a, in a big city at the end of a night out, like in London, four a.m. You're, you're lonely and sad and you sort of don't want to go home on your own. That's where that line came from. It used to be I'm, I'm drunk and I'm horny and then that was a bit inappropriate so we changed it to I'm drunk and I'm calling. Um, and it, both are like, some people still sing that I'll go to a gig and some people will just sing back at me drunk and I'm horny and it's really awkward because uh, those aren't the lyrics. Um, but they were. They once were. They were. There's a, there's somewhere there's a demo. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> there's a demo from the writing session. But uh, yeah. Some, some will dig, someone will dig that out. You'll never be able to get away I'll from never, it. I'm no, I'll never shake it. I'll never shake it. I'll, I'll try to be serious about it. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I don't mind it. I don't mind singing it. Every now and then, I'll, I'll do, I'll do people a, a service and I'll sing it with, a, with a, the wrong lyrics, so they have a good time. But yeah, no, drunk and I'm calling. Are you putting that out independently, or have you got a, a label, or how's oh, it? How independently, was labels hit me up. Hey, hello, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, no, independently, yeah. <laughs> sure and i'm intrigued like obviously you've been in london and you say you've got some new material coming out next year i mean was lockdown like a creative period for you or were you just like literally at home in your gym jams eating tim tams yeah no no creativeness whatsoever i wrote a bunch of songs um i guess that's creative i mainly taught myself music production i did like lo- learn loads of sort of technique things but no creative energy whatsoever um hard to write about a life when you have none it really like no, it wasn't as bad. Like I, I did, I did do like a bunch of creative things. I released two songs throughout lockdown, but it was, it was very much yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a struggle. And as soon as I left lockdown and started living again, I was like, there we go, start floating out again. Was yeah, no. Absolutely. Was that a bit brutal in London? I wasn't in London for lockdown. I went to Germany, stayed with my mum, which was nicer because I wasn't in the city. But uh, it was also shitter because there were no people there, so I didn't see anyone for fifteen months. Literally, just my mum and me and my dog. It was great. 
fantastic. <laughs> but now you're in Ibiza and the sun is mostly oh, shining. It's bizarre. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it's great. Mostly shining. I was a bit cloudy, but uh, no, it's not nice. Try not to get sunburned. I think you'll be all right. But um, yeah, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate a little interlude. Thank you very much for having me. The Reset Rebel. Hello, Reset Rebel. So my name's Julian LeBen. I'm a singer-songwriter based in London currently. And yeah, that's what I do. I play guitar and I sing and I write my own songs. Uh, And uh, yeah, try to play as much as possible these days. Hence me being here, yeah. Quite nice to sort of hang out and meet you lurking in the dark here, just in uh, the grounds of Justin's home. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, especially for you know, what I was doing like vocal warm up. It's always for people who don't like know what that is. You know, it's, it's always awkward and 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 feels weird. So I always try to find the the most abandoned spot of the house or um, you know the woods in this case we're not going to be abandoned for long I think that's literally Justin and his uh, merry men and entourage coming up the driveway with the, the lights coming towards us so exciting I can't wait I can't wait I'm, um, I don't know yeah this is definitely like a new experience I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've you've been here before but like we've, we've been talking about this this is like so like unexpectedly cool and and you know yeah we've, we feel very lucky to be here so do and I've been living here for nine years <laughs> well there you go well then you 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 know what I'm talking about but like it's um yeah like it, it all went so so fast you know that you know um, Chloe got in touch with us um you know like a, a few weeks ago and then uh just a moment later we we're on the plane to Ibiza and like don't really know what's happening and end up in this in this cool place um about to to play some music for you know some very cool people uh I yeah, it's I don't know if it comes across the way I want it to, but like it's so random and so cool that like we're doing this and like yeah. It's exciting. How long have you been writing songs for? Oh, it's been it's been it's been a while. I think I started when I was you know, like fifteen, the odd yeah, fifteen, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. First song that's always terrible you know but like you just keep going and like it starts being less terrible and um yeah so yeah about like since i was 14 15 probably, yeah. and what's been inspiring you recently what's what's coming up this evening what's what's been on my mind recently um oh man i think what's what's been on on all all our minds uh was this this covet thing i mean you just mentioned it like a year and a half of, of pretty much nothing and um the songs I'm playing tonight are not exactly like new songs, but after this, after this year and a half, um, we, we all feel like incredibly lucky to be able to play again. And even songs that were written before that, um, I don't know, feel different now. You know, like in in, a, in this context of um, having uh, had to wait for so long, um, and 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 now, you know finally get to play again so yeah it's 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 a it's a feeling of you know longing and and you know craving music life music and i guess that's that's what's in my songs tonight i guess beautiful i think yeah that's what everybody's been feeling and yeah that kind of sensation of like you know uh, anticipation but also i think nervousness like it's just been so long that as well yeah i mean we've been it's been it's been a few months now but like now and again comes like a gig like this that's super special and we all want to you know be on our you know a best behavior yeah best behavior if you want to call it that (laughs) and 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 considering like i mean i know i know i've known seb and Anne before and uh now i got to hear um daisy already and considering you know who i'm here with you know the the lineup i'm like i'm like fifty percent of my 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 motivation is just like listening to these guys. It's just because it's it's so incredible. So yeah, definitely being on your on your own game and 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 um, yeah, listening to some good music. Nice. Well, I really can't wait to hear what's uh, about to unfold. And um, I think we I'm going to have to sadly wrap it up because I'm seeing that the gates are starting to open. And um, well done, plugged final uh, episode of uh, 2021, which has been a funny old year. This feels like a really beautiful way to exit. Yeah, yeah. But 
we're here now. It's you know, it's all happening, and 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 yeah, it's very good. I'm for, I feel I feel so good to be here. <laughs> I can't even I can't even I can't even tell you. I can't even explain it. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on the Reset Rebel. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. Coming to you every day.